Welcome to the Phoenix IGL podcast with your host, Phoenix Mack. On this podcast, Phoenix will discuss all things video game. That includes gaming culture, interviews, and game reviews. And now, here's your host, Phoenix Mack. Welcome back to Phoenix IGL. I am your host, Phoenix Mack. Join me as we discuss an action RPG game near Automata. Join me today is my dad, DeAndre Mack. Hi, Phoenix. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Now, today we're going to be talking about near Automata. Wow, there's so many, there's so many like pronunciations for that. Yeah, and that's actually part of the joke. There really are a lot of different ways people pronounce this game. I almost wonder if even the people who created it know how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nier is a award-winning game, quite well-known, kind of, at this point, one of the big games of PlayStation 4. Um, the game won, actually, best score, so best soundtrack. Um, and that's you know a big deal. We talked about previously in our Final Fantasies that music plays an important role, and in any game, you know the soundtrack really helps to pull you into that world. Because let's face it, part of the reason we play a game is to escape this world, yeah. and the sounds, the soundtrack, that's a big part of what pulls you in. Now, where did you first hear about Nier? One of my friends actually recommended it to me because at school they were like, Nierotama is a really good game. Like, there's like four or five endings and it gets more difficult. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, I haven't played it, but I've watched you play. It's on my list of games that I need to play. Um, but yeah, let's let's start there. The game has multiple endings. In fact, didn't you say there's literally an ending for every letter of the alphabet? Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. And it's one of those games where you can quote unquote get an ending in the middle of the game by making a bad choice. I think my personal favorite was when it gave you the ending of wandered off because she went the wrong direction yeah. and never <laughs> or something like that or eating the fish yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty interesting you can meet some pretty silly ways to end the game but ultimately to get what they're calling the true ending or the perfect ending yeah this is something you have to play multiple times i believe it's what four times i've been in like three or two i think it's three. three okay three times to get the actual ending of the game now i guess let's go back and take a look at the characters from what i understand like i said i haven't played this one so i'm kind of depending on you these characters are androids yeah they're androids okay does it give you the backstory on how they were created or do you just pop up one day and it's like hey i'm an android yeah it can, there's actually like a lot of lore that like if you find it explains like the story okay and does that really help to pull you into the game to kind of get that feel yes because you know i never read story Right, so well, you know, I read the story here. So this must have been a good story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the queen of the skip button, so. <laughs> All right, well, let's see. Looking here, 
guess a few questions for you about the game and like I said I'm really dependent on you because I don't know this one um, the progression now you said you played through it multiple times are each of these playthroughs like 20 hours or does it get shorter with each playthrough how does that work is, you know does it unlock more story yeah you know what what makes you want to replay the game like it even tells you when you first beat the game where it shows a message and it's like like multiple playthroughs are recommended so it even tells you hey this isn't like everything he wants to show you more through like playing the game multiple times okay now when you say showing more I think you had told me that you actually played another character on one of the playthroughs and how, how does it change it like the first two don't change much you just play it in a different perspective basically but the other three endings it completely changes like it basically takes place after the final boss fight Oh, so there's actually more game left. Yeah. But you don't know that unless you play through the game multiple times. Yeah. Huh, that's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> well, let's see. Now, um, what is the timeline? I mean, we're dealing with androids here, so I'm assuming it's pretty far in the future. Are we doing dystopian future? And for those of you who don't know what that is, you know, future where things have kind of gone bad, apocalypse happen, you know, everybody's kind of starving, or is this just a highly technological world and just things going on as normal? No, because in this game, it takes place, like, basically where everyone is pretty much gone at this point. Like, there's no one left except the androids. Oh. But the game tells you, hey, humans fled on the moon and you're trying to save mankind. Okay, so there are still people, and you're kind of trying to be the savior. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not going to explain, like, the plot any further, because no, no. that's it spoilers. It spoilers. It becomes spoilers. And, you know, this game has been out since 2017. We don't want to spoil it. I, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> All right. Well, I do appreciate that, and I'm sure the people who want to play the game appreciate that as well. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, fun fact. I just saw that this game... I think it was seven days ago, sold its four millionth copy worldwide. That's a pretty successful video game. Yeah. I mean, you just don't see those kind of numbers, especially, you know, in something like a action RPG. You know, your Call of Duties, your shooters, all those things, kind of expected. I mean, even to some extent, your Maddens and sports games. But this really kind of changed it. Um, from what I see in the game, is really beautiful. I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you think about the graphics and how that interacts with the world? Like, it does it pretty much perfectly. Like, the atmosphere is, like, really, really good. Like, they have an explanation for, like, everything. <laughs> Well, that's actually, you know, really neat. I kind of laugh because you said that uh, your map was kind of borderline useless, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, and they even <laughs> explain it. They're like, yeah, the satellite is bad. <laughs> so even that helps to kind of pull you into the game. You know, you've got these really beautiful graphics and everything is 
3D and lush, and then your satellite doesn't work, so your map looks like something out of you know a first-generation Nintendo game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually kind of cool. Now, as far as uh, you know, the characters themselves, who are the main two characters? The main two characters is 2B and 9S. Okay, and those are the two androids. Um, now, I guess everybody's familiar with the girl because she's the one that they show on the box art and in every video. Uh, which one is she? 2B. That's 2B. Okay. I guess what makes 2B so appealing as a character? You know, what makes her interesting? Like a lot of people, like the way she like looks. Okay. So her design. Yeah. Um, I guess what about it? I know she's kind of, I guess, no, it's not even really steampunk. It's kind of sassy. She's got this little outfit and thigh high boots and all of that. So, I mean, she looks like, you know, kind of tough, but at the same time, doesn't in her eyes covered you can't see yeah. her face so she kind of has this mysterious quality about it and then these giant floating weapons <laughs> kind of go around her yeah. so from a design standpoint you know it really is a good looking character um now the other guy i haven't seen his weapons or anything but how is he i guess how is he different from her well one thing is that Tubi doesn't really show like a lot of emotion until you like know her or get attached. But like 9S is like the complete opposite. Okay. So they are diametrically opposite characters. Now you mentioned emotions and stuff. I guess you see that through the story. Um, does she talk to the other characters or the environment or is she just kind of there? She does a talk to the environment because sometimes these conversations like pop up with these messages that come in from the like pods basically okay now what are they they're like the little like robots that follow the androids oh okay um i hate to compare it but i'm just trying to wrap my head around it um but like destiny and your little thing yeah. that follows you around yeah. okay gotcha Now, um, <laughs> kind of funny, I'm just looking over some notes here for some things I wanted to ask you about. Uh, as of cons of the game, now you mentioned death can be kind of punishing, and that's kind of an old school concept to see, you know, characters punished for death, but how does that affect the gameplay? Basically, what happens is before a certain point in the game if you die you get resurrected but you temporarily like lose everything like not like lose your equipment and stuff but you like lose your chips which is basically your passives and you have to get it back okay and i think if you die a second time after that you officially lose everything like you lose all those passives and then is this cumulative throughout the game yeah this happens throughout the game okay so this is not like you die and then you just run back and restart. I mean, you are truly punished for bad gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And does that persist through your saves and restarts and everything? Oh, well, no, because I think if you just go back, 
Wait. Well, like, um, I guess is it keeping a death count? Like, if you die oh, no. times... Oh, no. It's not. It doesn't, okay. like, say that. Okay, I, I was just wondering, because, I mean, I've played some old school games where if you died, you exploded into an equipment bomb, all your equipment went flying everywhere, and if you couldn't get back to your equipment, it was just gone forever, and you'd be, like, level 50 with no gear. Yeah. So it's not like that. Yeah, it's not like that, but it is a little bit punishing. <laughs> okay, but it does, you know, it encourages you not to die, I guess is yeah. a good way to put it. <laughs> okay. And then um, we did mention that you know the map can be a little bit difficult. Um, I guess beyond the look of the map, is it like accurate to go here? Is it kind of vague? Things are in this area. How do they play with that? Yeah, it's it's kind of vague because if you're looking for something going underground, it like kind of doesn't really show it. Okay. Like it'll show a dark area, but that's the best you're gonna get. <laughs> Okay, so even that really kind of encourages exploration. I guess not too far, because clearly if you wander off, you're going to get a bad ending. But <laughs> at the same time, it does encourage you to kind of look at that and hold your hand as you go through the game. Now, I saw you one day with mounts. Now, are mounts a permanent feature of the game, or is just something you can kind of get temporarily here and there? Uh, they're permanent. Like, they're everywhere. But you need like a certain item to get them. So you need to place like bait, basically. And it goes towards like the food or the bait, and then you could jump on it. Okay, so you're not actually buying a mount that you know you throw in your back pocket when you don't need it. You're actually out in the real world. Hey, I'm gonna feed this horse, get him to like me, ride him around, and then when I need another horse, I'll go tame another one, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that does add a different level of uh, realism to the game. Can mounts die or? Yeah, they can. Oh, wow. Okay. So you do have to be careful with that. Now, the, um, the atmosphere of the game, because we've established that, you know, this is kind of after humans are gone. So are we looking at like ruins in the environment like buildings that we might have recognized but now they're kind of torn down yeah it has a lot of that okay and the um i guess the color scheme of the game um is it kind of dark is it lively what is that like yeah it's kind of dark like some areas are like a lot there's like a lot more green because you know there's more nature well, I didn't think about that. With all the humans gone, I guess nature would be reclaiming things. Um, so that's actually a pretty good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, the soundtrack itself, just to go back to that very briefly, you mentioned and we talked about the fact that it is award-winning. Um, what's the music style? Are we talking dubstep? Are we talking original things? Because didn't you say they actually created a language? Yeah. Okay, and I guess does it sound more like traditional Japanese RPG music, or I guess what style would you say it is? I don't. Or is really it just know. purely unique? It's kind of its own thing, really. <laughs> see, now uh, that's kind of cool. I, I kind of look forward to hearing that, just to see what did they do that made the soundtrack so great. Well, I guess we'll start to wrap it up here. We could talk a lot about this game all day. Um, ultimately very good game from what i've seen haven't played it so what would you rate it 
A nine, easily. <laughs> All right, that's, there we go. You heard it straight from Phoenix, a nine. Um, and anything else you want to say to us today? Join me next time as we talk about Dragon's Crown. Thanks for listening and so long until next time. This is Phoenix Mac IGL.